Wolfpack, what is going on? This is the Wolf of Roto Street, rotostreetjournal.com, here with another fire interview for the Fantasy Fullback Dive, which of course is the podcast that paves your path to 2019 titles. So we're bringing back Drew Hollingshead, and for those of you that were listening back in February, one, I applaud you for being a psycho, but two, welcome back. You're going to get some more absolute fire from Drew Hongshead. If you missed that one, you can always go to ffbdpod.com slash 68. It's absolutely fantastic stuff. And Drew is the quality control coach at Washington State, Washington State University, also works with the quarterbacks there. And the reason that's so important to know is because Washington State head coach is the air raid godfather in Mike Leach. Leach, he created this foundation that gives Kingsbury and Lincoln Rally and all these guys that foundation to build upon. And Kingsbury specifically is a guy that actually coached Drew. Drew played quarterback at Houston under Kingsbury. Safe to say he knows a ton about the air raid. He knows a ton about Kingsbury and he knows what's going to happen because Kingsbury, fresh off one of the most interesting drafts maybe ever, selecting Kyler Murray number one overall despite having Josh Rosen on the wa- uh, the roster, clearly wanted his guy. Then he goes out and gets three wide receivers, two of them burning a sub four or five forties. So clearly they're going all in on this air raid. We want to know who are all these pieces? How do they fit in? What is this overall offense? What's Kyler Murray going to do in a division that's getting very exciting suddenly? So lots to break down with Drew. He's awesome in this interview. We talk so many different pieces here. Tons of football. This guy knows the X's and O's as well as anyone I've ever talked to. So hope you enjoy this fire interview, guys. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Kyle Live for the second time with Drew Hollingshead. Absolutely thrilled to bring him back. We had him on just a couple episodes ago. If you had missed that one, it's ffbdpod.com slash 68. Um, we're thrilled to have him back. It, you can find him at WSU Coach Drew. Drew, how you doing? Thanks for joining us again tonight. Doing good, man. I'm uh, glad to be back and, and to talk some more ball. That's always a good time for me, so uh, I'm happy to Absolutely, and you know your ball, my man, so that's why we're having you back. Uh, it was awesome last time you painted us that kind of overall picture of the air raid offense. Uh, the reason we have Drew on, if, if you missed the intro, was because he uh, coaches at Washington State under Mike Leach, one of the air raid gurus, does quality control and some QB work there at Washington State. So uh, he knows it as well as anybody actually played under Cliff Kingsbury and last time gave us a fantastic overall picture, but now we actually know who's going to be engineering that offense what weapons he's going to have to work with so drew's coming back on he's going to be breaking down all that stuff but for anybody who missed that first one drew could you kind of just give us that summary that overall picture real quick of what is the air raid what are some core staples behind the offense yeah like it's kind of like i like i mentioned last time you know the the principles of kind of what we live by is normally we'd like to spread people out you know Mm -hmm. and speaking specifically for us here at Washington state, you know, we'll play in 10 personnel, four receivers, five receivers at a time, and we'll go sideline to sideline. And, 
and, and really stress defenses, um, you know, going all 53 yards across the field. you got to cover all five guys, all five eligible receivers, and, and we're going to throw the ball 60, 70 times a game and, and use different combinations of routes and different concepts of stuff that are that are generally hard to stop and, and good versus any coverage. So, um, you know, the air raid is something I believe in, something that's worked for a long time. And, and like we talked about last time, it's starting to – creep its way into the NFL a little bit more and and I'm kind of excited to to see where it goes from here but yeah it's a an explosive offense that utilizes you know every part of the field and and it's a it's a good time when it's when it's clicking that's for sure Absolutely. Uh, and, and when it's clicking, obviously the quarterback is of the utmost importance. And last time we were talking, uh, we weren't exactly sure who that was going to be. Rosen was still the guy, but he was fresh off a pretty horrible year. Uh, and so when we look at everything, now Kingsbury goes out, he gets Murray, and he adds three different wide receivers to this offense. That was a decent wide receiver core, but goes out and adds three guys. And you, as I mentioned in the intro, no Cliff as well as anybody you played under him um is this a sign that he's going to be going all in on this air raid offense what do you kind of expect for him as a, a play caller here at the nfl level uh i i think so i mean just in terms of making that pick with kyler you know he, he mentioned it previously i think when he was at mm-hmm. tech everybody saw that interview and when he said he was you know a dominant force on the football field and he'd take him number one and yeah and and, and Cliff's generally not a liar. Anything he says is, is usually, uh, mm-hmm. you know, good as gold. And, and I think he truly believes that. And I think he's got some good things, you know, in his head right now, schemed up for what he wants to, to do with the offense and utilize, uh, you know, especially with Kyler and his, and his talents for sure. So um, I think you'll see him go full, full, uh, full go all in with, with the concepts he wants to use. And, and I think, the a good bearing for kind of what he was doing was the last few years at tech. I think what he was doing with the offense with um, some of those, you know, formations and motions and, and kind of um, scheming up teams, you know, emphatically week to week. I think you'll see a lot of that in the NFL. Um, and especially with how dynamic Kyler is, it'll, it'll be exciting to watch. Absolutely. And before we dig into Kyler specifically, do you mind just kind of summarizing for the audience, what are some of those core concepts? They might've read, you know, some of the key words like four verticals or meshes and things like that, but you really understand it because you coach it yourself. So do you mind painting that picture just a little bit more specifically for some of our listeners? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, everybody kind of hears those, those buzzwords, like you were talking about four verticals, mesh, uh, y cross stick, yeah. all that stuff is, is generally, um, you know, concepts that we use in the offense. But I think more importantly, and to kind of get down to the, the nuts and bolts of it is it's all of those concepts are generally, um, used to get guys open, good mm-hmm. space, uh, good matchup routes, good matchup concepts, um, and usually work versus anything, you know, that's a, yeah. that's a big thing. Um, that we stress here at Washington State is we're, we're going to keep our playbook fairly simple. We're not going to do a lot of concepts. We're not going to do a lot of, uh, you know, scheme up. You know, every other week's going to be a different game plan. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the basic core concept of the air raid, but we're going to do it against any defense, against any coverage, um, any front, and we're just going to be so much better at doing it than the defense is going to be able to stop it, and, and that's what we kind of hang our hat on. And and uh, this this offense definitely allows you to do that, that's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and we already mentioned briefly Kyler Murray, and you alluded to that, those key quotes of he's a dominant player. I take him number one overall. He's a freak. 
What do you see him bringing in terms of a quarterback that would make him someone Cliff Kingsbury would need to get as his guy? And what do you think his NFL fortunes are going to be? I, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think we all kind of saw last year what what could be ahead for Kyler. I mean, he's he's just you know, like he said, just a freak athlete, you know, I was, I was pretty fortunate, you know, I'm from Texas originally and and Kyler being from Texas, we're, we're kind of from the same area. I was fortunate enough uh, to see him in high school a couple of times. I know his, I know his high school coaches. I kind of was fortunate to see him play a couple of games and, and kind of, you know, watch him grow up per se before he got to college. So he, I mean, he's been this way since he was, he was a sophomore in high school and, and he only got better and better. His arm got stronger. He got faster. Um, obviously got a little bit bigger than he was when he, mm-hmm. when he was, you know, 15 or 16 years old, but, um, he's just a naturally gifted athlete that's can spin the ball. He can run, he can, you know, elude defenders in the pocket. He can make every single throw from every single arm angle. Um, and I think he's just a superior, superior athlete that, uh, you know, a guy like Cliff and his, uh, offensive mind will definitely, uh, scheme up some of the best ways to use him. And, and I think, you know, the, the future's bright for Kyler, and I'm, I'm rooting for him. Absolutely. Uh, and he's going to have plenty to work with, plenty of wide receivers to scheme around because the team just added uh, three wideouts in this NFL draft, and they already had Larry Fitzgerald. They already had Christian Kirk. Uh, and then they go and take Andy Isabella out of UMass, Hakeem Butler out of Iowa State, and then uh, Fresno State's Keyshawn Johnson. So it's already a pretty strong attack. They add those three guys. And let's kind of dig in and start with the incumbents, maybe. Fitzgerald, uh, he's done it before, savvy, just a smart veteran guy. Uh, but then you got all these young upstart guys with all this long speed around him that he probably doesn't have anymore. Is there still a place for him in this air raid offense? What do you see Fitzgerald bringing to this group? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's not many guys like, like Larry still in the league right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think as big and as strong as he is and – and I think I, I we talked about this the last time I was on. I think that was one of the best things he ever did for yeah. for the longevity part of his career was when they kicked him inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a dominant, dominant inside receiver just in terms of, you know, they're not going to press him very much. They can use him with motions. They can use him, um, you know, with closer to the tackle. They can line him up out wide still. But, I mean, they can line him up anywhere um, on the field, but just that move inside, I think made him a savvier route runner than probably he was at the beginning of his career. He's strong with the football. You can throw it anywhere near him. He's going to catch it. And, and having one of the lowest like drop rates, I think he only dropped like one or two passes last year, which is absolutely insane. So yeah, there's definitely a place for, for Larry Fitzgerald in this offense and, and he'll definitely be a big part of it. That's for sure. For sure. Now, how about Christian Kirk? He's a guy that, before the draft at least, everyone was hyping up, and, and more people were excited about Christian Kirk than they were Larry Fitzgerald. Do you think that's justified, or what do you see for Christian Kirk in this attack? Yeah, and, and Christian's a, a dynamic, you know, guy, you know, dynamic playmaker. You know, he played essentially in Cliff's offense when he was at A&M, and so he knows the ins and outs of yep. the, the type yep. of concepts they're going to be running, and the, and the you know, type of uh, coaching that's required to kind of get himself open and the, and the type of, uh, you know, route running ability that he'll have to have to, to get open as well. So, um, you know, I, and I think along with him being a dynamic special teams guy too, it makes him a lot more valuable than, than most people realize going into year number two. So um, he's a speedster that can run. He's good on screens. He's good in the kick return game, obviously kick returns, punt returns. Um, I, I think he, 
because he is so valuable and he does so many things, I can I, I think, uh, you know, the more the merrier with guys like that in the offense, cause you can get him the ball, um, tons of different ways and, and he'll, uh, he'll definitely reward you for that. For sure. So let's talk about the new guys then is, is, uh, the first one would be Andy Isabella, the first receiver they took out of UMass. Uh, small guy, 5'8", you know, 180 or so pounds, but leads the FBS with the 1,698 yards last year. Blazes a 4-3-5 at the, the combine to go with some insane quicks. We saw everyone pigeonholing him into the slot role because of that insane quickness, but then he's got the long, speedy kinda seems to me a, a complete receiver if he's pigeonholed otherwise. What do you think a guy like Cliff's going to do with a talent like this? I don't know. You know what's funny is that the Andy Isabella is a, kind of an interesting guy. Like like you're saying, um, you know, w- during the season, I, I always like to check the passing stats for, for yeah. teams across the country. Just after a game, I'll just see who's doing good, see who's throwing the ball around a lot. And I always end up checking the receiving stats. And Andy's name always came up, and I didn't know anything about him. Um, so I just went and checked some highlights like every now and then just to kind of see what this kid from UMass was doing. And, and kind of like you alluded to, um, you know, he's, I think he sometimes can get pigeonholed in that always like Wes Welker or always like Danny Amendola or Julian Edelman. Well, I mean, the kid can run, you know, like the four, three, five and the 40. And I think for a long time in, in, in the country, he led, um, the nation in like yards per catch, like for weeks and weeks. So, I mean, just watching the highlights, the brief stuff that I've seen on him, he can get downfield, and that's yeah. that's a uh, that's a trait that's definitely needed in this offense. You definitely need a guy that can take the top off the the defense and and make some runs after the catch, and and definitely get downfield past those safeties and and just let them throw it throw it deep after taking some shots underneath. So, you know, he's an interesting guy because I think he can do a lot of a lot of the slot stuff too. You know, I think he's. He's kind of built that way to be yeah. a slot guy, but he can run like an outside guy. So um, much like Christian Kirk, I think he's going to be a, a pretty dynamic guy. Uh, yeah, so that's obviously a, an interesting weapon that he can you do so many different things with. Now, another guy he drafts uh, right after that's Hakeem Butler, and this one's kind of interesting because he's a lot different, almost the opposite size-wise, six five, yet also brings that speed four four eight forty. Um, and what was, I found interesting was uh, Butler was wanting to go to Tech and play under Cliff before, but didn't end up getting an offer. And so when Cliff sent uh, sent him this draft offer, he calls him and says, "I'm not making." that same mistake twice so knowing cliff knowing uh this style of receiver too what do you see cliff doing with a guy like hakeem butler uh i i being uh i'm kind of biased on this one because we actually mm-hmm. played hakeem in our bowl game so i get to, oh, i got to see him, see him up close and personal so i'm a i'm a firm believer in hakeem butler you know we watched his film uh, obviously scouting scouting for uh iowa state and and just the things he was doing all year, he's kind of, you know, he kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, you know, Larry in terms of just being strong with the catch. Um, you can move him inside. He's good in the slot. He's good over the middle of the field, just like Larry is. Um, and he's tough to bring down. I think, you know, you saw some of those catches he made in the bowl game against us. I mean, he made a one-handed snag that was about as good a catch as I've ever seen, um, you know, ever in my life against, you know, our, one of our safeties is a, who's a damn good player. So, um, being strong over the middle definitely helps him and, and he can be on the outside, obviously being a big presence and, uh, you know, him being a Texas guy, I, I know, uh, Cliff was probably mad about that one slipping through his fingers, but it kind of alludes to, uh, Hakeem's probably playing, 
about as good as football as he's ever played in his life right now, and he's only going to get better. So I think Cliff made a, a pretty smart and savvy decision on that one, taking him when uh, you know he could he could definitely use that size and, and that durability over the middle. So I think he'll be a, a very intriguing guy as well. Yeah, so then the question becomes, because, I mean, all these weapons are interesting. They're all fast. They can all be moved around and versatile, and one might get vertical in the slot one play, and you never know what they're all going to do. So yeah. in fantasy, we like consistency. We like someone we know we can depend on week to week. Do you think, you know, with so much talent and, and only one football, will there be enough volume for there to be any single one consistent receiver? How do you see this all shaking out with so many interesting targets here? I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I don't know if this offense is going to be uh, very, uh, you know, uh, friendly to the to the fantasy users. But, yeah. you know, I think it's I, I think as the season goes along, I think there's obviously going to be two or three guys that become pretty consistent. And, mm-hmm. and I think Cliff does a good job of, you know, whoever's playing the best. I think, you know, the, he's going to scheme ways to get all those guys open. So, yeah, um, you, you're going to see a high volume of throws, a high volume of. Uh, of screens and different formations and motions to use to get guys open. And, uh, you know, you know, whoever's playing the best, obviously is going to get a lot of footballs. That's how usually, you know, that's how football is a sport goes, but, um, it'll be interesting, man. I think, uh, you'll see a lot of volume and who knows week to week. I mean, you know, Larry Fitzgerald's obviously probably the most steady guy that they got on the team and he'll get his uh, fair share of catches, but, week to week it'll be pretty exciting to see who kind of steps up every Sunday you know absolutely yeah it could end up being one of those situations similar to the the Rams this year a lot of people avoided them in fantasy Mm -hmm. and then you ended up getting burned because there was just such a high volume of throws and the throws were so well designed that you didn't even if there was three people getting the rock consistently they all were putting up numbers with Cooper Cup and Cooks and Woods so maybe something similar like that could Mm -hmm. emerge here it'll be interesting to see which three guys it is because I think it could pan off huge they all go pretty cheap and fancy at least as of right now because there are so many of them so if you hit the right three uh it'll be interesting but one guy we know is going to be involved uh is not a receiver at all but actually is the running back here and that's david johnson i know we chatted about this a little bit last time and i think his prospects are even that much more exciting when you add this much offensive talent around him to get some attention away you put kyler murray a more exciting quarterback under center and a guy that can get the ball there even better than what rosen was doing uh so uh, you gave us a preview of what you think of david johnson last time but for anyone who might have missed it what do you think a guy that's 6'1 225 a bruiser but with some very soft hands and strong route running uh, what's uh, a thing what, what can you see this guy doing in cliff's offense yeah it's it, it kind of goes back to the the philosophy of the offense you know we're going to use all five eligible receivers and that that mm-hmm. includes the running back so um you know you saw what andy Reid and the chiefs did last year getting those running back screens going and throwing the ball out of the backfield you know cliff's definitely going to utilize that with his within his offense as well you know like you said he can tote the rock he's a big strong guy that can take the pound and mm-hmm. carry after carry you don't but you know you don't have to take him off the field because he can yeah. he can stay in on third down he can catch the ball he can run good routes you know he's got soft hands um good after the catch obviously good after contact so um yeah you know just like larry i think he's gonna get his fair share of touches and 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 i you know feel like it's gonna be pretty explosive so guys that can run routes and and can turn around and tote the ball 20 to 25 times and catch about five to 10 passes a game. That's going to be uh, pretty impressive. 
Yeah, I was going to say, is, is Cliff a guy that's willing to just ride a workhorse? Because the league these days, it's uh, so many committees. you got your passing guy and you got your, your early down guy. But is Cliff a guy, he's new to the NFL, but is he someone you think will just ride him or is he going to try to make it more of a timeshare? I don't know. I mean, I, I think what we've seen with the NFL at least the last five to eight years is it's hard to really ride a guy anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you need like two to three running backs on a team. You saw what, you know, the saints were doing with Kamara and Ingram and all those guys the last few years. And obviously what the chiefs did this year and, and what the Rams were doing with Gurley and Anderson. And um, you're going to need two to three guys. So I don't know if he's, if he really subscribes to the idea of real with Mm -hmm. really one true workhorse, but I mean, he's going to scheme ways to get his running back the ball. That's not, you know, that's a that's a staple of this offense. So whether it's running the ball 15 to 25 times a game or he's got to run it 12 times and then catch 10 passes, you know, right. I think he's going to touch it a lot and and uh, and touch it in a lot of different ways. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of how he uses it. But Cliff's a smart guy. He's going to scheme up ways to get his guys the ball. And, and obviously if, if David Johnson is the guy who we think he is, he's going to get a lot of touches. Love to hear it, because volume, obviously, when you got talent and you got volume, that often ends up being fantasy success. Uh, one position that might not see any volume, but I just want to at least touch upon so we don't leave any stones unturned here, is the tight end. And we've got all these receivers added, but they do have some interesting athletes here with Ricky Seals-Jones and mm-hmm. Charles Clay they picked up. I think they drafted, I forget the guy's name off the top of my head, but they also drafted a tight end. Uh, Caleb is, Wilson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who is that? Yeah. Yeah, the guy from UCLA, good player. Pretty yeah. good player, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we've got some athletes there, right? Do you see a role being carved out for the tight end? Is he just going to go what, – what do you kind of envision the formations and stuff? Uh, and is there a place for a tight end in there, I guess, what I'm getting yeah, at? Yeah, no, that's that, that was interesting. It was, like I mentioned earlier, you know, the, the last few years of, of Cliff being at Tech, you know, they were using mm-hmm. the tight end a lot more. And for – if it was just recruiting, you know, because it's – at least in our world in college football, it's it's tough to find a true mm-hmm. dominant tight end because there's just not very many of them anymore. You know, yeah. the, the the few coming out every year. So it's if you're going to play with one, it's tough to find them. But obviously, mm-hmm. there's you know those those guys are easy to find. You know, in the NFL. But um, yeah, I, I think the last few years he started to use the tight end more. He started to use formations, um, motions using the tight end in the run game and the screen game and the pass game. And, mm-hmm. and I think he's kind of walked into a pretty good situation where I think Ricky Sills Jones being a former receiver, he's obviously yeah. really athletic, uh, really big. Um, Charles Clay obviously done, has done a lot of different stuff. You know, he played at Tulsa and did a bunch of stuff in the run game, mm-hmm. run blocking stuff, um, RPO type stuff. That's going to kind of, re- you know, translate to what Cliff wants to do in terms of using that guy. So, um, and then, like I said, they drafted Caleb Wilson, who's a who's a volume shooter. I always like to call him volume shooter because he caught a bunch of balls and and really worked the middle of the field from hash to hash and 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 was a really good player in in some of those UCLA offenses. So um, there's definitely a if they can carve themselves a, a niche in the offense, there's some space for him and there will be some balls for him. So um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how he uses them. But like I said, he's a Cliff will, Cliff will find ways to get those guys the ball if, if, if they can be productive. 
Absolutely. And then, then the last question, and this is my only real worry so far, based on everything you said about Cliff in his offenses he's always put out, I don't really have too many worries about him and his schematics. Uh, Kyler Murray looks like a stud, so I'm not too worried about him and his arm. The weapons there are certainly now stacked. That was one thing. I was, is there going to be enough offensive firepower? But now they've added all these guys. But they didn't make a ton of moves on the line. And last year, Rosen was getting crushed time and time again. Had no time to throw. And then pro football focus, they grade him the worst line. And they really only drafted, I think, one, maybe two uh, linemen there. Is the air raid a, a scheme that can succeed with subpar protection? Is it something that can, you know, you know, mask these issues, or is that something that could potentially take this whole thing down? I don't. It's you know, obviously, it's a it's a good point, and and we can sit here and I, I always tell people this: we can sit here and talk about all the you know concepts and motions and schemes we can do all day long, and we can whip people on the board all day long as well. But if our guys can't block, then it doesn't do us any good if we don't right. have time to throw. So it definitely all starts up front, and and I think. Uh, Cliff kind of understands that, and that's why they hired. I think we mentioned this last time we were on was Sean Coogler. I think that mm-hmm. was one of the best hires he made was getting a guy who's a a veteran, smart, uh, really good old line coach that's been in the NFL for a really long time, and guy that knows his stuff. and And I think just having him around, you know, makes that room a lot better. and And I think some of the guys that have been there, um, you know, will will benefit from that as well. But um, yeah, in terms of the offense, the the other thing that's really good about it is it's kind of designed to get the ball out quick. You know, there's not yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, deep play action shots. You know, he may try to scheme some of those stuff up. But we, we especially just talking from experience here at Washington State, we try to catch and throw as quick as we can. You know, we mm-hmm. get the ball out, um, you know, on time uh, with precision route running, precision, you know, timing on the throw, and, and we don't take many hits. Um, and we really don't see a lot of guys trying to scheme and bring a lot of pressure because they won't ever get there. So um, just knowing Cliff, I know he'll have a lot of that in the yeah. offense. But uh, I, I guess the third thing is, too, is Kyler's kind of a different cat in terms yeah. of he'll get you out of a lot of different situations. So, um, you know, he'll, he'll use his legs to, to help break down defenses and, and obviously get him out of some bad situations with protection-wise. You know, he's hard to sack. So. Um, just some of those scramble drill plays might benefit those receivers as well, you know. So they'll, uh, I, I think they'll be better. You know, I think it'll be mm-hmm. one of those deals with just another year of football under their belt and, and a guy like Kugler coaching them up and, and Cliff scheming some things. And obviously with Kyler um, and what he can do back there in the pocket, I think all of that will benefit and, and help, you know, those guys get uh, up front get a year better. Awesome, man. Painting a fantastic picture of what should be one of the most exciting, newest type of offenses out there for us. Now, fantasy football comes all the way down to stats. I don't know if you're willing to go on a limb here and kind of predict. What do you see Kyler Murray doing? Who do you see the leading receiver as and what type of yardage? And then what do you think for David Johnson? You willing to uh, throw out some stat predictions for me? I don't know, man. I think... uh... I think what you'll see, and, and, and not getting in too deep with the stats, but I, I think you'll see a, uh, a more cohesive offense. I think mm-hmm. you'll see uh, a direct plan of what they want to be. You know, they'll, they'll throw the ball around a lot. So it's one of those things we talked about, you know, like the Rams, week to week, who knows who it'll be catching the football. But yeah. um, Cliff will scheme, you know, week to week, and, and he'll get his guys right. And I think, uh, you know, just yeah, bold prediction for me, I think Kyler's going to do a really good job, and, and he'll uh, – 
you know, starting from week one, I think you'll see him um, kind of mm. carry on what he was doing in college and, and put up some big numbers. So I uh, don't know if I can give you any stats that are, that are <laughs> true for him, but, um, you know, I'd expect this offense, you know, around week four, week five to really be clicking and, and they'll be doing some good stuff. Awesome, man. I can't wait to see it. Drew, thanks so much for the time. Again, why don't you just remind everyone where they can find you if they'd like to interact? Yeah, so on Twitter, I'm at WSU Coach Drew. Um, and then definitely go follow the uh, Cougar football program here at Washington State at WSU Cougar FB. Um, we just got done with spring ball, so we're getting ready to head into camp here in a, few four, uh, a short few months and, and see if we can uh, improve from that 11 wins last year and, and try to get another bowl win. So it'll be good. Absolutely, man. Best luck on the season, and thanks so much again for joining. We really appreciate the time. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Again, that was Drew Hollingshead, the quality control coach who also works with the quarterbacks at Washington State University. Thanks so much, Drew, for coming on. You can find him at WSU Coach Drew on Twitter if you want to connect and chat air raid or anything else about football. The guy clearly knows everything you need to about the air raid. Uh, and for me personally, you can find at Roto Street Wolf if you'd like to connect and chat some fantasy. You know I'm down anytime. And this is the Fantasy Fullback Dive. I hope you enjoyed that interview. If you want more like it, be sure to smash that subscribe button so we can pave that path to 2019 titles. We got a great draft guest coming in later tonight. We got another 49ers beat Grant Cohen lined up for later in the week. So you don't want to miss a single lead block. That could be the key difference between you winning that title in 2019 and not. Uh, otherwise, you can find RotoStreetJournal.com, the homepage, Roto Street Journal on Instagram, Facebook, Roto ST Journal on Twitter. Is where you can connect, find us, subscribe, and let us know what we're doing, what we can do for you to make sure you get that 2019 title. Wolfpack out, folks.